Real good. Drill good. Drill good. Real 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 good. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to episode 15 of Real Good Show, the big 1-5, and oh, what an emotional day it has been that has led to the recording of this episode. Justin Morissette, happy to be with you, as always, and with me... Are you going to say with me is... Is... Uh, Stefan Heck. And John Cullen, and you didn't even have anything in the intro for me to make fun of you. Well, I just wanted to get right to to it. I mean, I could say, I I should have mentioned that uh, the the America's Mm. Best Worst Canadian Sports Podcast is the sports podcast that's been disappeared from the new and noteworthy section of iTunes, because boys, we're no longer new and noteworthy. We're what's hot. (laughs) Woo! And I don't know how I feel about that. It doesn't like really seem... I feel great about it, but it I've been hot for most of my life, it so it's normal for me. It doesn't really seem like a promotion, though, because no, we it were doesn't. much more prominently featured. Well, it's way, we yeah. But I think you can noteworthy. come back, though. I feel like you can come back to New and Noteworthy, because there are podcasts that have like 100 episodes that, that are show still up on New the New and Noteworthy. And noteworthy. So yeah. we just have to be now become... We have to shoot for the Noteworthy. We're oh, no longer we're, the we're new... Just yeah. new we're no longer the new half. Now we have to shoot for the Noteworthy half. Right now we're in the end. Yeah, we got to be hot. Get back to and then we got to go from hot to noteworthy. Yeah, <laughs> I just noticed your wine glass has curling on it, it which is amazing. Yeah. That gets me feeling really fired up. And so do the Toronto motherfucking Blue Jays. Woo! Yeah, I don't think uh, as hot as we might be on the iTunes standings, and we were at one time the number 69 sports podcast <laughs> in the world. I bring that up because it's a funny number. Yeah, because uh, it means two people performing oral sex at the same time. <laughs> exactly that. On each, on each other. Uh, but as yeah, hot as yeah. we might be, uh, we cannot touch the, the, the heat that is emanating off of that Toronto baseball team right now. The Blue Jays game five just happened, literally just finished moments before we started recording this. And uh, I don't smoke, but I felt like I probably should take it up at the end of that game. Well, here's the thing. I would love to talk about the game, but first, let's talk about how the game almost got you fired from your job today, <laughs> Well, we could He's do that. getting fired. I'm not. This um, is more of an Ovechkin parallel because yes, uh, we slept had... In Ovechkin and... slept in, was uh, forced to miss Tuesday's game because, you know, it's not like there's anyone buying tickets to see the Capitals that maybe wants to see Ovechkin play. Uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, that seems like a legitimate reason to bench him. Um, and, uh, you know, you had the same problem. Phone off. Forgot you had a shift. Well, my phone died, actually. Whatever. From died. From doing Sorry, too yeah. many good tweets during yeah. the baseball That's game. That's fair. There were a lot of good tweets flying around. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I had put this shift down in my phone as for next th- Wednesday. Which is still your mistake. It's a big, stupid mistake. Yeah. yeah. But then I checked my uh, email literally right before we were supposed to start recording this. And it was like, see you tonight. And I was like, wait, what? And then we thought we were going to have to do a two-man podcast. Then your roommate, Graham, who was here to watch the Jays game, was going to step in and be a de facto Justin, which, Would to be fair, hilarious. I was looking forward yeah. to because uh, making fun of you comes to me so naturally. I can only assume that making fun of your roommate would be even easier. Um, <laughs> so it's just, uh, I, I got to say, I'm, I was excited for it, but of course, incredibly happy that you're here to join us as always. And 
that you didn't get fired from your job. So yeah. Congratulations. Not fired. They were not particularly pleased, but they were like, well, who would be? Hey, I mean, your, your, your money. Don't worry about it. Your money, it's baby. And you don't even know it. Exactly. And so, neither do we if a, you show up late again. A roller coaster fired. of emotions in the baseball game and then a roller coaster of emotions during uh, my professional life immediately afterwards. It's beautiful. Well. I love it. But uh, I'm not fired and I am here to do this podcast and I'm sure that well, you Well, if you were fired, you'd still be doing the podcast. True. True. Yeah, True. exactly. You'd I just be want doing people to so know that I'm like podcasts. okay, because uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's what they're really concerned about right yeah, now. If you're fired, then but we're all good. Um, and yeah, so I, I what a what a game. Like I. I, I know that there are people who listen to this show who are like, would you guys just shut up about the Blue Jays already? You're from Vancouver. They're in Toronto. I prefer the Seattle Mariners if you're going to talk about baseball at all. I know there are people that exist like that. And to those people, no one I'm going to say, like <laughs> you turn off this fucking podcast right now and we'll see you next week. Well, everyone the, just turned off the podcast. <laughs> what the hell are we going to talk about uh, if I'm, not that? I'm from Toronto, first of all. So go fuck yourself. I mean, if you two <laughs> want to sit here and pose around and be like, eh, well, yay, Toronto. Fine. You can borrow the Blue Jays for now. <laughs> okay. But I'm from Toronto. I cheer for the motherfucking Maple Leafs. So I earned the Jays by just proxy of having to cheer for the worst hockey team in existence, according to ESPN. And um, and no, they were the worst sports team in. Existence. Yeah, I know. We're yeah, we're sports. Sorry, we're a sports franchise. Um, so yeah, if you are out there thinking that we're somehow posers, just know that John uh, is authentic. And I'm Stephen authentic, and I are posers. Precisely, I'm, for sure. I'm a bandwagon. Fan. Yeah, like, which is no fine question. though. Yeah. Even I, I mean, this is the thing. People are getting really mad at. The Jays supposedly having like bandwagon fans, and the people who were get who seem to get the most mad about that are Red Sox and Yankees fans. Uh, yeah, hello. Guess what? Go fuck yourself. You and university students, turn off this goddamn podcast right now because I have zero respect for you. You're nothing. You don't think you're 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 really telling me that uh, my team can't have bandwagon fans, Yankees. Fan, Yankees fan. I would love to meet a hundred people that can name more than two players on the Yankees roster. They don't fucking exist. They're not even around. But they're all wearing the hat. Yeah, well, oh, cool. We've got the hat. Oh, look at me. I'm basically Fred Durst now. I'm cool. I got a Yankees hat. I'm Jay-Z. I'm Jay-Z, man. Whatever, man. Fred Durst was the Red Sox, right? No, he was no, a he red was Yankees the, he was hat. He was the red Yankees hat. Yeah. yeah. Fuck, that's even How worse. dare you not know more about Limp Biscuit, you sorry son of a sorry, bitch. Sorry, I'm more of a stained guy. We've gone over this. <laughs> it's been a while <laughs> since we sang Stained on this podcast. But probably not long enough. No, not even <laughs> remotely long enough. <laughs> Stefan, you said you were going to quit if we kept singing Stained last time. Yeah, so I mean, you guys can keep doing it, but... <laughs> uh, <laughs> you, look, even if you're not a Blue Jays fan, even if you're like barely even a fan of baseball... That was an amazing game. Oh. That game had everything. Like that was comparable to it was the Green Bay Seattle playoff game from last year. That yeah. was just like it. Like how how is this happening? Yeah, it was so that seventh inning is the maybe the most insane hour of sports 
I've ever seen. Yeah, uh, like so many dramatic swings in each direction. It went on forever and ever and ever. Yeah, and like even, 53 minute <laughs> seventh inning. And my roommate Graham, who would have done a great job as guest host, was bringing it up during the game. That just goes to show like how important context is because one of the big knocks against baseball is like how long it goes and how little happens. And if you were just to hear that a game had like a 53-minute inning, you'd be like, that sounds terrible. Yeah, the worst. But to see it was the greatest thing. It's like that Vancouver Canadians game I went to this year where there was uh, like 11 combined errors in the first three <laughs> innings, uh, and the score was like 9-6 to six for one of the teams after three innings, and it took two hours to play three innings because it was like a nonstop circus music running in the background while these at very average baseball players were trying their best. Uh, so, I mean, that's the thing. It's a, uh, I, I was thinking that today too. Like is there's no, I don't think there's any other sport where the excitement level from is, is, less inverse from regular season to playoffs. And we've talked about that on the show before, basically how baseball almost becomes a completely different sport in the postseason because yeah, finally well, because it finally it has stakes. Yeah. And Stefan and I were talking about as we were watching the game, like I've watched playoff baseball in previous seasons and enjoyed it a lot more than I would a regular season game because it has those stakes. But I've never watched postseason baseball where not only did it have that those stakes, I was emotionally invested in them as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. When you if you have a team in baseball, it's out of control. And because like yeah, like watching playoffs previous, you just you know you want to see. I'm sure it's like if you were to watch the playoffs and the Leafs weren't in it, for example. So every year, yeah, basically every year, you just want to <laughs> see the game played at the highest yeah, level. Absolutely. You're watching for love of the game, absolutely. not love of a team. Yeah, and uh, like I don't care that I you know can count the number of Jays regular season games that I watched this season on two hands. Like I don't care. It doesn't matter. I'm here right now when. Fucking to be fair, you have 81 fingers on each hand. So. <laughs> yeah, watch half the season. I'm here when things are I was on go the, the other line. Way and say you had like three fingers <laughs> on each hand, just to further promote this like ogre sort of type <laughs> and they don't image we painted for our listeners. They don't care if <laughs> if people are bandwagoning. They want people to hop on. Like, well, they have to. It's almost impossible to be like a fan that watches every. Like, you have to be really dedicated to watch every Jays game or close to that. I would say. This season, I probably watched parts of at least half the games, I would say, because I just, I love Donaldson. So even before the Jays made those big moves, uh, I watched the games just because they were still playing decently. I mean, they weren't amazing, obviously, but they were playing okay. It was a treat to watch Donaldson play. I've always been a huge fan of Bautista, Encarnacion, uh, the young guys. I mean, it was too bad to see Stroman get hurt, but, you know, I love all those guys. So, you know, it makes it even more crazy when you think of, and then obviously like after they picked up too low in price, I watched almost every game or part of almost every game. And so, yeah, it's just nuts how, uh, how crazy it's gotten and man, is it, yeah. Is it ever fun? And I, I came in here basically like ready to say like, you know, like 
the the Blue Jays were probably the best team in baseball heading down the stretch into the playoffs. But yeah. That doesn't always mean anything when you get to the postseason. In Especially fact, in a five-game series. In pretty much every sport, it doesn't. The two teams that are in the finals of any championship round are typically, you know, sometimes it is. Sometimes it does work out to be the absolute two best teams. Like when we had that, uh, uh, that Super Bowl a few years ago of uh, the Seahawks versus the Broncos. That was the number one offense against the number one defense. Yeah, you couldn't correct. ask for a better matchup. It usually doesn't shake down like that, though. No, I and, mean, that's the thing with playoffs, right? And, you know, if a game goes to a deciding game five, especially in a five-game series, absolutely anything can happen, right? Like As we saw tonight. Exactly, when, <laughs> when everything happened. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so, you know, I was ready to come in here and be like, well, they... They really made a series of it, and they gave us a show down the stretch, and that's about all that we can ask for. But no, we can ask for a, a hell of a lot more yeah, because give us another, this, another this show doesn't have to stop anytime soon. Yeah. And should we explain exactly what happened in that seventh inning? I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah we can briefly go over. I mean, I think everyone saw it, but it's. It, I think it will gain some humor actually when it's read out all in a row and you yeah. see like how just fucking crazy it was. So it all started. Uh, there's a runner on third and two outs, and Russell Martin, the Blue Jays catcher. Uh, Threw the ball back to the pitcher, but it hit uh, Shin Su Chu's hand. Yeah, or it's also going to be sorry. Yeah. This description is also going to be funnier because Justin and I are going to sing while you're recapping. Right. Okay. Well, as, yeah, yeah. as you were. as we yeah. do. Uh, and Shin Su Chu. <laughs> uh, and then while that happens, so the ball bounced to the side, and the runner was allowed to score. And I guess there was probably about like 20 minutes where they kind of like reviewed it like twice, and it just got weirder and weirder the longer it took. Um, and then, and for J- completion's sake, it is Odour who ran in that run. Yeah. So Rube. the guy who basically single-handedly won like games one and two for the Rangers, not single-handedly, but he was the difference maker. Rugenid, it's fair to say. So Jay's fans start throwing trash on the field and apparently hit a baby with a beer can. <laughs> baby got hit right on the soft spot. Baby got hit. <laughs> we're all laughing about this. Well, we were t- we were baby trying to figure hit. it out earlier during the game. Like how does how does that baby how is it being held at such an angle that exposes it to a falling beer can to from the upper level? Yeah, she had to have been holding it up like Lion King style. <laughs> I knew in my head, I was like, if I say Lion King, <laughs> yeah, that's gonna. My happen. favorite part of the Lion King theme song is that there are at least ten comedians I've seen who use it as a punchline. Like, it will be, like, something, like, someone finds something, and then they're like, ah, and they hold it up. Like, it's the Lion King, and they sing the song, and every single person has a different interpretation of how those African (laughs) words are pronounced. So, I like, I would love to see, and again, if we have some of our show losers who are particular uh, nerds. uh, Our show losers. Our show losers losers who have... uh, Particular, who are particularly nerdy, and by the way, that's an endearing term. We, the three of us, are huge losers. Yeah. So this is like an endearing, like honestly, if you saw where we were recording this podcast right now, you'd be like, oh my, like we we're sitting at it, we we're cramped at a tiny kitchen table, we're all sweaty from the Jays game. Justin almost got fired minutes before this podcast started. <laughs> like we are losers. My that roommate is, is being babysat by a PS4 right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're like shh. <laughs> Graham, shh, shh. 
<laughs> just play Rocket League and be quiet. He just shouted an endorsement for Rocket League. Yes. For those uh, who hear him, which would be anyone listening to the podcast. Yeah, exactly. Everyone. <laughs> um, so anyway, if you're a particular nerd, I would absolutely love for someone to go on YouTube, find people singing this song, especially as part of jokes, and just super cut all of the different pronunciations together because that would be amazing. <laughs> But, like, this is just the beginning of not just the perfect inning, but every single player who did what happened as the inning unfolded being the exact right player to do those things. It starts with Rugnet Odur coming in. Yeah. And, like, you know, if this was a movie, you'd be giving an Oscar to the casting director, basically. Yeah. Well, and, and Shinsu Chu being at bat, and he was the one who hit the home run yeah. to put the to put Texas. Like, at that time, that was the that was The, the play leading, of the game. The play of the game, right? Because I mean, it was 2-1 two, two for a very long time. But it was 2-2 two, two, two at this point, and then it was 3-2 on that weird play. Yeah, exactly. And which then, gets reviewed like to twice. be overturned because the ump blew the play dead and then yeah. it continued. And then even though he blew it dead and nobody reacted to anything, he was like, oh, I, I fucked that up. That should Are you saying alive. the ump blew it dead because you're referring to his call? Because uh, he certainly does not have a whistle. Well, yes. Waved it. Waved it. <laughs> yeah. Waved it. You know. Uh, blew it dead. And it gets to the bottom of the inning with the Jays up, and there's like three straight errors from yes. the Rangers. Tremendous for so Russell Martin. So the bases Martin, are loaded. Ryan Goins yeah. and uh, Kevin Pillar. Yeah, so the bases are loaded. Um, and this is after Pilar has made probably his most insane catch of the oh, year. Oh, yeah, so I forgot far. about that catch, Not too. as insane, no. The one reaching over the wall. The one yeah, reaching yeah, over yeah, the wall. Yeah, that's true. One of the best catches of all time. But in just, terms of, like, timing. Yeah. yeah. He just, like, cycles through what member of the Justice League he should be compared to. It's usually Superman on this day, the Flash. Yes. Well, the thing I love about, uh, about Pilar... <laughs> And the announcers were pointing it out the other night as well, is that he's actually so fast that he doesn't try to predict where the ball's going off the bat. He actually takes a read step and then pursues the ball. So you can actually see on that replay, when the ball's hit, he's not moving on contact. He waits to see where the ball is, starts running, and is fast enough to It looks to like get he was it. running like in fast forward. Yeah, it's we crazy. It live. Yeah. And we have made so much fun of the Vancouver Canadians on this show. We have. Kevin Pillar. Former Vancouver Canadian. Absolutely, yep. And he was a lot fucking worse when he played for them. I'll tell you that. <laughs> so then Josh Donaldson comes up, uh, hits an RBI Jay single. Down. Yeah. Um, and then up next was Jose Bautista uh, hitting a monstrous home run. And then the best bat flip of all time. Yeah, let's just hear it. Yeah. so long and it's gonna burn you so beautiful the best oh. part of that is the goal horn oh i love it yeah. i know it's so Canadian. does any other i don't think any other uh most ballparks will set off fireworks yeah yeah, but yeah a lot of them i don't know if there's any other i can't say with certainty whether anyone has a horn or something like that or not but um Damn, that was beautiful. I'm I'm getting emo. I was sitting alone. I was teaching today, and uh, school had ended, so I was sitting alone in my classroom because I couldn't tear myself away from the game. And that happened. And there were four girls sitting outside my room, which I didn't know. And uh, when Jose hit the home run, I freaked out and I like ran around the classroom and I was banging the desks and I was hooting and hollering. 
And then in the break between the seventh and eighth inning, I went to the bathroom and I went out into the hall and the girls just instantly started laughing at me. <laughs> and I felt really, I felt really cool then. Well, people are losing their minds in the building. Obviously we were losing our minds here on the couch in Stefan's living room. I honestly had a headache after I sat down from jumping up and yelling and screaming and dancing around the room basically. Yeah. Uh, what what an incredible moment! And for Jose Batista, who has been so good for the last you know several years now, he oh yeah, he, his rise kind of came out of nowhere. But he's been locked in at like a <clears throat> below market value contract for for several seasons. Yeah, now. they signed him for eight million a year, which is crazy. Yeah, and uh, yeah, because they got him off the waiver wire from Pittsburgh. From Pittsburgh, yeah. yeah. And I can't believe I know just, that. Yeah, that's impressive. Yeah. And then he just turned into this unbelievable player. And yeah, it's like it was akin to uh, like, you know, God bless him. If Roy Halladay had gotten the opportunity, to be, it would have been like Roy Halladay pitching a no hitter in a Jays uniform. You know, it just feels like a true Blue Jay player. His major league career really started when he got with the Blue Jays. They've made all these moves around him. I mean, if you look at the team, he was the first player there. They got Incarnacion after. I mean, and he's the other elder statesman. They got him after Bautista. And then obviously they made all of the recent additions in the last couple of seasons. He's been there from the beginning to see a guy like that hit that home run. Man, it's there's few better feelings in sports. I, I retweeted a great tweet from Daniel Squizzato who said that, uh, you know, there's really no better feeling in sports than seeing a guy who's been with the same team for a long time step up in the biggest moment. Especially considering, like, this is probably the first year in a long time where you can say Jose Batista is not the face of the franchise at no, the moment. No, Josh yeah. Donaldson is for sure. He's going to be the AL MVP, I think. And then after their moves at the deadline, maybe Batista is, like, number four on the list. Like, yeah. Three at the maybe like three at the highest, basically. Yeah, exactly. I think you'd put Price and Donaldson probably ahead, and then and Stroman is quickly turning into one of the faces of the franchise as well. So, so for him to kind of be like surpassed by the talent that's come in is good. That's what they should be doing in building the team that way. Uh, but like, you gotta feel good for him. This is exactly what you were saying, basically, yeah. for for being able to have that moment. And even though he may have been surpassed by other guys on the roster, he still gets to be the one who just like clinches it when yeah. it's all on the line. So the inning still wasn't over because no, the benches all. cleared twice, and one of them was because Encarnacion was trying to calm the crowd down to get them to stop throwing shit on the field. Well, I think that was Batista. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Because yeah, yeah. he was up to bat next. Yeah, right, right, so right. He came into the batter's box and he was telling the crowd to like. But it did. To be fair, it did kind of look it like did he was look going like, like he was raising the roof. The roof. Right. Yeah, and right. other fans in the front row, you could see them in the video, were like mimicking his right. actions it's too. Just, so. If you could see Encarnacion's puppy dog face exactly. at the time, yeah. if Dyson could have seen, Dyson it, could he not see it. He would have known, like, oh, that's just Edwin being a goof. Yeah, uh, and so he's still a little sour, Dyson, even after the game. Was saying if they want to behave like, like that, that's whatever. Ugh. Trying to get the crowd that. to stop assaulting babies. <laughs> Dyson is pro baby assault. Yeah, well, super yeah. pro baby assault. You yeah. and him would have a lot in common. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were. I mean, I feel like 
a baby needs to get hit by a beer during every Jays game at this point. Yeah, like, that's like the new ceremonial, like the Seahawks raise the 12 man or the, flag. Or the, the first pitch. Or the first pitch, yeah. yeah the first pitch is a beer yeah. off of a baby. So you have a celebrity in the upper deck, yeah. and then there's a celebrity holding a baby. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I You're like that. trying to plunk this baby that's on the amazing. head. That's amazing. Yeah, I love that. It's like the playoff baby. It's the, it's the baby that's born like immediately after the team clinches their playoff spot. Yeah. Well, it has to be the same baby that got hit today, I think. That baby's going to get the shit kicked out of it. That baby is going to write a book in 20 years. I, I don't think it's going to be able to write. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. That's horrendous. But, I mean, um, just yeah. getting pelted with beer cans. Yeah, the inning continued. It just stretched on and on and on. Well, Mark Burley got ejected, and he's not even on the playoff roster. Yeah, which they is just quite let him an hang out in the dugout. And didn't, he's dope. Uh, didn't Brett Cecil get ejected also? No, no they, they said thought he did, it was him, but it, but was, it, it was Burley. Burley. It was and that was basically, yeah. oh, and then uh, the Rangers manager got like a fan arrested. Yeah, that was cool too, um, where he was pointing he pointed someone out. Because yeah. I, th- I think they said people were running on the field. Yeah, exactly. Obviously, they didn't show it, which to me is my least favorite thing in the world. Where like the logic is like, oh well, if we show them doing it, then more people want to do it. It's like, well, you don't show people doing it. People still do it all the time. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. I want to see a fan just get clocked by a security guard. It's like yeah, my favorite. It's so thing in the fun. World. Did you guys see that? There was one really good one this year where the guy just. It was at a Red Sox game, I think, and it was tweeted out. Someone tweeted it out, and they're like, uh, you know. This security guard, the caption was like, this security guard's waited his whole life for this moment. And you literally see this guy run on the field and then just out of the bottom corner of the screen, you see the security guard dressed in all orange and he's just running full speed and just spears the shit out of this guy. And everyone in the crowd, it's so good, the crowd is like losing it. They're pumped up because the security guard just leveled this dude. And he wasn't even naked. So, I mean, it would have been funnier, obviously, yeah, yeah. if like his balls are up at his chin after that <laughs> happened. But And it seems to be happening more and more lately anyways even though they're not showing it i realize they're treating it like when somebody's trying to jump off a bridge the bridge is closed for a police incident oh i th- no, yeah. i think it's more that there's just like social media and people have camera phones and stuff so we just see it more yeah yeah i suppose like- i also like the uh one my one of my favorite run-ins this year too is with roger federer did you see that like uh, there was a fan at, i think it was at the u.s open who ran on the court to take a selfie with him and it was so funny because federer is so classy but so you could see the like the the like devil and angel in his mind like he was really unhappy that yeah. security had let this guy run on the court but he also didn't want to wreck this guy's selfie so you can see he like he kind of gives this like half smile half i want to murder you <laughs> type look at the in the in the selfie it's so funny because he even he even reacts like the guy because Federer's is like what are you doing kind of to the guy and then the guy holds his phone out and puts his arm around roger and then roger's face automatically goes to the camera then he goes <laughs> goes oh shit no i i don't want this and he just puts on like a half like smile thing and then after the game he was just like no that's totally unacceptable like security can't just let people onto the court like whatever and they're like well he wasn't trying to hurt you like he was just trying to get a picture and roger's like i'm i'm not happy the security needs to be increased or whatever but you could see in that moment he didn't want to like just like slam this kid's phone on the ground or whatever oh man it's so great when classy athletes get put in terrible situations like that <laughs> it's happened so often in like pro wrestling recently too though all of the former mm-hmm. shield guys dean ambrose roman reigns and seth rollins have people running in to their matches or during their entrances like constantly lately um and they don't do anything the wwe treats it the exact same way except yeah. there's way less places to cut away yeah, to especially in, if they're in the ring. ring i think i saw one of them so there. like usually it'll just cut away to like 
John Cena's face as he like yells orders at a security guard to tackle someone. But uh, you know, back in the day, I feel like you know NWO days, like Kevin Nash and Scott Hall and those guys would just beat the shit out of anyone who got in the ring with. Well, them. Scott Hall might ask if he could buy drugs off the guy first. <laughs> And then he's like, oh, you're not a drug dealer? Okay. But that's the thing. I feel like a lot of the times the WWE guys are trying to pan away because the wrestlers are assaulting the person <laughs> in question yeah. and they don't want there to be video evidence. They're like, oh, shit. Oh, Roman's really phone, kicking though, this. Right? Yeah, I know. But I though just if think- you're Roman Reigns, after you got decked in the head by a briefcase yeah, at the yeah. house show in Victoria a few months ago. I guess you're not taking any chances. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, are we done with the seventh inning? That was, was basically that, that was pretty yeah, well I mean, in. What a yeah. great. But, I mean, uh, well, the second bench clearing thing was because Dyson tapped Tulowitzki on his ass. Oh, yeah. That was an interesting, like. Right at the end of the, uh, the inning. And Tulowitzki's walking back to the dugout, like, can you believe this fucking guy just hit? He touched my ass. So that's like <laughs> such a baseball thing to do, anyway. Yeah, so. everyone in baseball does it. And Tulo, to be fair, looks like. He, if you would dream up a baseball player in your mind, that's what Tulo looks like. So to me, he's a guy that would love the ass pats, yeah. but clearly was not a fan. And um, two things. First of all, do you think they call him Dyson because he sucks? Ooh, bing, oh, bing, 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 bing. I was waiting for that from pre-podcast. <laughs> Dyson and, is like a, it's a vacuum brand. Yeah, it's a vacuum brand it's, it's and they're really good at sucking. Yeah. Like yeah, Sam Dyson. Like a rotating ball. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like Sam Dyson. And... Um, <laughs> Um, and uh, Tulo uh, and Donaldson, they showed Tulo and Donaldson coming out for the next inning. And you can see that Tulo was saying something to Donaldson. Then Donaldson's clearly mouthing, are you fucking serious? <laughs> so I don't know what Dyson said to Tulo because I don't think the ass pat would have set him off. But it must have been it must have been something like, you know. He was like gently sticking the knife in, you know, like when you pat somebody after you tell them something bad, you give them like a, hey, buddy, pat him on the <laughs> yeah. shoulder. It seemed like a that, like, fuck you, I got you out. Like just Ding. sarcastically yeah. calling someone like pal yeah, or exactly. buddy in yeah. the first place. Just like, him on the butt yeah. or whatever. So, yeah, it seemed like they were really, uh, really going for it. I also think that uh, if Donaldson wants to just fully embrace the man bun and cut a hole in the top of his hat, a la Chris Jericho. <laughs> I would be more than happy with that. Did you see uh, I that? Just wish back they in the were wearing days? the white panel hats, though. That's like the only yeah. drawback of this run. Well, I mean, the, the the fact that they brought back the blue and it's that vibrant blue. Oh yeah, is, it's so nice. It's, it's good enough. I'll make do with that, I guess. But oh, the the white panel. And they hat. brought back the white panels for one game. Yeah, and then so. it sort of seemed like they might. But yeah, that was pretty awesome. But yeah, do you remember Jericho used to play in like charity hockey games and he would cut a hole in the top of the helmet so he could so have his, his like brain. pine cone. <laughs> yeah, his braid would go through. So his I would pineapple love to see. rather, not yeah. pine cone. <laughs> I, was, I was like, I don't think pine cone's right, but I'm just going to go with it. <laughs> But anyway, sorry. Yeah, so that was a hell of a game. Yeah, it sure was. Sorry, I, sorry to our loser uh, listeners. I really, um, <laughs> I talked a lot there. I had a ginger ale right before we recorded this. So I'm super hyped. And it was like, you know. And also the Jays won. One of those games where even when they were in the lead, and perhaps even more so when they're in the lead, you're just living and dying on every single pitch, oh. which is what baseball should yeah. be. That's yeah. what's good oh about gosh, it, right? Yeah. Is what's slow about it in the regular season becomes what's, like good about mind it. Yeah. yeah. Achingly suspenseful about yeah. it come playoff time. And oh my God. Some of those pitches towards the end in the ninth inning, like I I I was <laughs> I was burping like Robert Durst basically. That's how nervous <laughs> I was. <laughs> wow. Good Robert Durst reference. <laughs> 
that probably hasn't been topical in a while. <laughs> Whatever, I'm squeezing it in. Yeah, that's that's fair. Uh, yeah, but and you know, Just this like is... he did to those prostitutes. <laughs> I don't think he killed prostitutes. I don't know what he did. No. I actually he don't killed even like remember. his neighbor and his wife, oh. dismembered and his friend. Yeah, well, he's yeah. just a well, he's a okay. character. Yeah, watch the jinx, yeah. everybody. We're gonna have him on the show next week. <laughs> <laughs> and we we also were two for two in Durst mentions this week. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. Got both we, we got both of them, Fred and let's get Robert. them both on the podcast. We're gonna have Robert on the podcast, and he's gonna be like Justin, you disgust me, motherfucker, <laughs> baby. Oh my god, he's so grossed out. He's the mascot. Yeah, it's a callback. To yeah, the, well, episodes. I guess King Baby. King Baby. If the, if the Raptors want to go on a run here, the thing to do is to just peg King Baby with a beer in the face. Yeah, there you go. King so, Baby. We'll see if they can do that at some point this season. It would certainly help their playoff odds, I suppose. But uh, just want to say, I, I do hope that baby's okay. Yeah. But also, it's really funny. Yeah. Like, you know. And also make sure Justin's not the one checking to see if yeah. it's okay. <sighs> Allow it to be like paramedics <laughs> or some other train staff with, uh, with I, I criminal record bonding. I can't wait to live this down. Bonding. Like, I can't yeah, wait. But it's Can ne- we just skip ahead to like 20 episodes where I've said something else that's stupid and we just focus that's, on and that the, You know instead? what? Like, that's it's a great feeling when you... It, it's like when you're winning a sport sporting game by a lot and there's just that loose feeling. You're just like, yeah, we really got this. It's kind of like this. It's like there's really nothing bad for Stefan and I here, because either we just get to make fun of you for this, or you say something you stupid. Or, yourself, yeah, like which say, I can't. I mean, you got a. It's gonna be. You got ways to, be to go. Really bad. Yeah, yeah. You got, you got a lot to really work on here, bad. but you never know. I right, we'll see what you can do. Okay, well, one last thing on the Jays before we move on, which is that I just feel like. You know, wh- whether I'm bandwagoning or not, my fandom is, like, hereditary. My grandma was, like, the biggest baseball fan that I will ever know in my life. I never could get into it, but she was obsessed with it. Loved the Jays, loved the Mariners, because those were the teams that you could get on TV here, basically, back uh, 15, 20 years ago yeah. or so. And, uh, you know, I, I never could get into it when she was a, a super fan, but, you know, now now I get it. Yeah, though, totally. Though, in my defense, if you were to ask her what she liked about it, she'd be like, tight pants and cute butts. So I don't, I'm not into that part yeah. of it. With you, it's babies getting hit with fear. <laughs> <Yeah. so. laughs> Basically. Oh, you look like you got like, all wet. But I feel like Twitter is full of people being like, you know, um, my my dad or my grandfather or somebody like would have loved. Oh to yeah, see totally. This. And my grandma also was a huge Jays fan. Speaking of fans who watched every single game, she was pretty much. And this was before PVRs. I mean, she was pretty much every game she watched almost all of them. So. Yeah, if I if I was a kid going over to my grandparents' place, they were either going to be watching a Canucks game, a baseball game, or Wheel of Fortune or Jeopardy. That's nice. that's going to yeah. be on the TV. And that's about the time. grandparent like trifecta <laughs> yeah. right there, pretty much. My that's grandma about. loves Coronation Street. Oh, okay, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. but that, that comes good. on before Jeopardy. It does. So it makes sense. Yeah. S- similar time yeah. time slot. <laughs> like the it's like post dinner although for us it's like literally just post dinner for them it's like two hours past dinner (laughs) that's like their before bed programming at 7 30 old people eat early dessert yeah that was the joke that old people eat really early yeah finish dinner and have some coronation street for dessert absolutely well hey whatever floats your boat uh i did want to address a correction from last week's program i'm not into that really you know Uh, what like we just say whatever we say and if it's wrong (laughs) 
Yeah, what's the correction? No, you didn't uh, really run this by this. Uh, I was going to say, uh, I we, we went off about Mike Richards and the LA Kings, and I said that he was caught with Percocet and that he was addicted to Percocet. It was actually OxyContin. Oh, okay. oh huge mistake. But yeah. that's that makes still, sense that you would I mean, it's a, I, I seem, I now, feel now like... you take everything back, <laughs> yeah. your entire rant. Well, that yeah, changes everything. That was everything. a really epic rant. Uh, no, it doesn't really change anything at all, but there was more to that story this past week. His contract finally got settled. Dude's and it's getting paid be, half a mil a year for the next 16 years yeah, it's for being be addicted on their to Percocets for, for, for OxyContin. Ever, basically. Which good that it's not just they're allowed to walk away without penalty, basically. Um, but I don't know if you saw the statement that Dean Lombardi made oh, during the buyout. It Ugh. was... Guy needs to get a clue here. It was like the most shocking thing about it was that it was not like off the cuff comments. It was a written statement that he sent to the newspaper to publish on his behalf. Yeah. Well, he was really hurt. So, you know, I mean, it's, it was a really tough day for him, <laughs> to be fair. I'm trying to pull it up right now. Give me one second oh, here. Oh, God, it was a mess. Uh, I bet. Ah, oh, never mind. I was going to make like a sex joke there. I'm trying to pull it up right now. Bear, bear with me here. <laughs> no, I can't. I swear this never happens. Yeah. Um, here it is. Missed my opportunity. <laughs> it's cool, man. I'll just cut all this out anyways. Don't worry about it. You don't have to cut it out. It's fine. Uh, all right. Here it is. King's GM Dean Lombardi emotionally tells of Mike Richards' destructive spiral to Lisa Dillman of the LA Times. Dillman. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> Here it is, here it is. Without a, without a doubt, the realization of what happened to Mike Richards is the most traumatic episode of my career, Lombardi said in a written summation he provided to the Times on Friday. At times, I think that I will never recover from it. It is difficult to trust anyone right now, and you begin to question whether you can trust your own judgment. The only thing I can think of that would be worse would be suspecting your wife of cheating on you for five years and then finding out that, in fact, it was true. You know what's worse than that is when he traded for Dan Cloutier. <laughs> I would say that's probably the black mark on his career You as know what's worse than that? When he sat down and wrote that analogy. Like, what the fuck is that? You know what's worse than that? Death. Remember when, how many times we've talked about death being the worst thing on this yeah, podcast? Basically. Yeah, still that. Yeah. <laughs> still that. Did, is Mike Richards still alive? Yeah. Is he getting help? Yeah. So probably okay. But I do love the visual of Dean Lombardi thinking about Mike Richards every night before he goes to sleep. Or just suspecting that his wife is cheating on him every also day great, for five yeah. years. That would have been great if, if like the statement turned into that halfway through. <laughs> like, just be like, hey, the only thing worse is like imagining your wife cheating on you, and mine has. And I'll tell you, <laughs> the that... feelings are very comparable. <laughs> the failures of my professional and personal career are starting to really meld into one. Well, yeah, what did his wife think about that statement? God only knows. He continues. Oh, he continues. Anyone... Maybe that was his way, actually, of like trying to like out her you know when you suss it out yeah she feels like he feels like there's a little bit shady going on he's like huh maybe i'll just throw that out there (laughs) see what she says (laughs) he's like so but remember when you said that uh you thought mikey was like uh me cheating on you for five years (laughs) he comes home that night to like frozen hot dogs unthawing in the sink (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly can i borrow a feeling Anyone close to me knows how much I loved Mike Richards. I believed that when I had acquired him, I had found my own Derek Jeter. 
But oh the fact God. is that he was never close to the player that he was after his best seasons in 2008-09 and 09-10 in Philadelphia. His production dropped 50%, and the certain it factor he had was vaporizing in front of me daily. Mike Richards also might have been vaporizing in front of him daily. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is a player that in 2010 nice. was instrumental in Canada's gold medal, and by 2014, <laughs> while still in his prime, was not even in the conversation for making the team. So, like, that strikes to be me. Fair. He's just shitting on him. Yeah, yeah, because that switches from, like, being so emotionally disappointed in somebody's drug addiction to. Coldly analytical about how your game has fallen off production-wise, and here's the exact stats, and so long, buddy. To be fair, it's crazy how good Richards was. Like, to think of, like, how bad he got by the... Like, it's... I don't think we've, we haven't really seen in hockey... That, like, seven years ago, Jeff Carter like and Mike Richards were, like, 85-point players. Yeah, Richards yeah. was 85-point player with exceptional two-way ability like he's what people think Taze is now like he's like Taze with like a little bit more offensive talent yeah like it's crazy and then he just completely like fell off the face of the planet um in his own mind and in reality and so it's just like crazy I can't even I don't know I can't even yeah, yeah very sad obviously I we, can't even we got serious about this sort of thing last week on the show but I thought I would bring up that update because uh you know uh, that's, uh, <laughs> I can't believe, I can't fucking believe that Dean Lombardi actually sat down and wrote that and like got to revise it for probably like half an well, hour before he was done like with King's it. PR would have looked at yeah. it for sure. And he was like, yeah, this is good. I thought the correction was going to be, uh, last episode, Justin said he wanted to fuck a baby. <laughs> that is not true, but we're still, uh, <laughs> I didn't still waiting say on that, that last episode. Well, no, but like it's implied. Yeah. <laughs> Because you never every tell episode, I mean, like the last episode, like the other day. Every like, episode that goes without me making that correction means that that is implied. You said it. Okay, yeah. then I would like to make that correction <laughs> right now. I do not want to fuck a baby. I hope this settles the matter. It, Thank you. It, I'm sure it will. I'm sure we'll <laughs> yeah, never I'm sure we'll bring never that bring up, up again. again. I don't know why we would. It seems so unfair to continue to bring it up when you keep denying it. <laughs> So, yeah, I can't imagine we would bring it up again. But. I just wanted to talk about how terrifying King Cake Baby is. That's all. That's all I wanted. No, but you didn't, though, because that wasn't the question. It wasn't, what is the most terrifying mascot? It was, what mascot would you most like to fuck? I don't know if you remember, but you said, uh, the, you said the baby. Yeah. <laughs> the, the mascot that's the baby? That was the one that you said. So... <laughs> Right, moving on, <laughs> moving right along. Should we check it out, Mr. Taffer? Uh, yeah. Do we have anything for the Taffer tracker? We this sort week? of do. Okay. Well, then let's check in on the Taffer tracker. <laughs> He's just a common man. You get a ten dollar raise per hour if you throw your own employee through a glass window. How do you like when he slaps you in the face? How do you defend I'm sick this? if you yell at my wife. You guys think this is okay. I have a reputation, and I have to protect it. And you will destroy it. I'm leaving. I am not rescuing your bar. 
just before we get to the Taffer Tracker, I think, first of all, we need to give some props because somehow the Taffer Tracker got better in double speed last week. I kind of want to hear it super slow motion. Can we pull that oh, off? Yeah, uh, like that guy who did the... Um, Oh, what did he do that was super slow motion and then it kind of sounded... Oh, Justin Bieber. He did uh, Baby by Justin yeah, Bieber and no. it kind of sounded like and a Bjork song. Yeah. Like, or like Sigur Ross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like a yeah. half hour version of Justin yeah, Bieber's Baby. Yeah, that was Baby. amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can probably slow it down. Here's it sped up again, though. <laughs> you get a $10 raise per hour if you throw your own employee through a glass room. How do you like when he slaps you in the face? How do you defend him if you yell at my wife? You guys think this is okay. I have a reputation and I have to protect it. And you will destroy it. I'm leaving. I'm not resting anymore. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> oh the my greatest. god. Well, well, we'll get to the Taffer Tracker. Uh, the news is uh, we were watching the Jays game, and I tweeted at him, "You watching this Jays game, John?" And he did not reply. <laughs> <laughs> Big time Taffer Tracker this week. I'm gone. Good night. And I know that there are a lot of fans out there waiting uh, for the return of John Cullen's roller report, and I will say to you now. It will make its triumphant return next week as part of episode 16, John Cullen's Roller Report. So stay tuned. Be ready for that. And who knows? Because you've given them a week notice, there may be a theme song. For there it. might be a theme song. Yeah, we, we've been getting some amazing theme song submissions. Pretty much like you were, you're, you're like, if you're listening right now, you're in like the golden age of the podcast where like we will still talk to you if you communicate <laughs> with us. You know what I mean? Because like our podcast is eventually going to get so big, we're not going to care. You can send us any but potential theme song. Basically, any potential theme song, and the chances of us playing it yeah. are insanely high. That's one hundred percent. We'll be like, "Oh, yeah. that's amazing! This is so good!" But it's just because you sent it to us. Yeah, pretty much. Exactly. Well, no, I mean, it could be good. The, the ones that have been sent have been are incredible amazing. so yeah. far. So, I mean, if you send us a bad one, we'll consider playing it. But if you send us a good one, it's almost one hundred percent guarantee. And yeah, we don't have a theme song for the roller report. Still, we don't have a theme song for good for you, and we don't have a theme song for one good thing. So. So if you're out there and you're I noticed you were kind of talking faster there, and I think it's because of the, the sped up. It's because song. I mean, it's like, <laughs> I can dream. Do we have a slow version of it? No, I'd have to work on that. Okay. Well, maybe, uh, well, maybe for we'll For next week. For yeah, next yeah. week, we'll have yeah. that. But uh, we do have, for the very first time, a theme song for the Twitter mailbag. It's ladder time. It's ladder time. Ladder time. What am I reading? You've got mail. What am I reading? Next question. And that was sent in once again by Yerky21, big time Lume fan. It's safe oh, to man. assume. I uh, what a great theme! I we got a one week just record me dancing to all the theme songs. I just the theme songs are so great, yeah. and I was really feeling. I felt actually like that had that one had a little bit of a Tony Hawk's Pro Skater soundtrack. It did. Vibe I'd it, say two. Tony yeah. Hawk's two. Exactly. Apparently, the new one is just straight garbage. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. The Rushed game or the, the door. it's just trash. Oh really? Yeah. yeah I heard that. Full of glitches and yeah. bugs. From just oh, go back really? and play Skate Two if you want to play a skateboarding game. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I was a huge, huge Tony Hawk fan back in the day, so. Uh, and I was quite good at it. That was one of the few games where I got exceptionally like too good at it. Where you're like, okay, you probably are, are you, you going to make the kind of claim time. that you did on? I think it was FIFA 2006. That's where right. You said you're the best player in the world. I didn't think I was the best player in the world, but I said I was in the conversation. Okay. I had to be in the conversation for one of the. Uh, not anymore. I haven't played the game in five years. But like when FIFA 06 was the current FIFA. I would say yes. I was very. Are you going to go far enough to call yourself the greatest on the continent? 
Because some European might be better than you. We have. Well, to I was thinking it'd account. be way more of a chance of it being like Japanese or Korean okay. or Chinese. Either that's way. better than me, most likely. Either I mean, way. that's the stereotyping. Are right. you going to call yourself North America's best FIFA 2006 player? In 2006? Yes. Wow. I will, I'll okay. say that. I'll say <laughs> that I was the best. Yeah. I mean, not now at all. I'm not, I'm not nearly as good at the next-gen FIFA games. I'm still decent, but I'm not nearly as good. You beat me. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know how good you would consider yourself. I'm okay, I yeah. Think, so there yeah. you go. So I'm a, a little bit better than okay. Regardless, shall we dive into the mailbag? Well, we should. And speaking of Yurke Twenty One, who also did the Stefan's Pool Party theme song, he did. He is responsible for the only question we're answering this week because yeah, it was the that question good is of that a question. good. And um, just before, because this has become a mailbag segment, um, I'm actually going to submit my own question to the mailbag, and then we'll get into Yurke's question. So this ties into the Lucas Pisa would do of the week because we found out today that uh, the Vancouver Canucks, which I think this is amazing, I can't believe teams actually. Actually, haven't done this before now. Yeah. But and if, if you're complimenting something the Canucks did, it's it's you yeah, know it's really that's not good. them relocating or folding. Uh, yeah, exactly. Oh man, <laughs> that'd be so great if they folded. Um, because I don't even want them to relocate. Like I don't want their stench anywhere else. Right, even right. like just just folding is great. <laughs> um, would be awesome. Yeah, it'd be it'd be great if they folded oh. like they did in Game Seven in 2011. Now, um, oh. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's like the first time I've gotten in a oh. real serious dig where both of you looked at me like. I'm a huge asshole, which I love. <laughs> um, so uh, anyway, uh, they're introducing individual goal songs for players, which is unbelievable. I think that's so, so cool. Um, and uh, so we thought like, I, I was thinking today when I saw that on Twitter, you know, uh, what would Lucas Spiza's goal song be? So instead of this, you know, normally we say, what would you do to get Lucas Spiza off the Canucks? But it's the Lucas Spiza would do of the week. So... If you were in charge of Lucas Pisa's individual goal song, what would you do? That's the Lucas Pisa would do of the week. I have the perfect song for this. Do we um, need the Lucas Pisa? We do need the song. Yeah, first, we, first we can tell you what it isn't, and it could be this, but it's not. <laughs> That, that was my second choice. Yeah, my first choice is a metal song uh, called "All Alone" by Blind Witness, and you're about to find out exactly why. So imagine Lucas Biza scores a goal. <laughs> it's tough to imagine, but we'll try. All right, that's enough of that. Yeah. That's pretty great because not only does it insinuate that the other team really fucked up because Lucas Pisa <laughs> scored, but it's also got a bit of a jam to it. It does, like if yeah. Even if you're not a metal fan, it's that a good guitar hockey song. Part yeah, there, when the like, guitar oh, yeah. kicks in, it's yeah. like a pretty good yeah. goal song. Even legit. just as an instrumental, it'd be great, but you throw in those lyrics. And when Spisa scores, you tend to be screaming what the fuck is exactly. going on anyway. Well, it's and perfect. most of Lucas Pisa's goals are goals that require video review because they've just hit one of his body parts. Yeah. <laughs> so you're also, it's not only the confusion of him scoring, but chances are good he did not score like a fully legitimate goal. So yeah. you're kind of like, well, what the fuck is going on? Like most of his goals are going in like 
pretty confusingly. Like he's very rarely the puck is going in off of his stick. Like it's usually it's not hitting on purpose. Yeah, like yeah. it's hitting his skate or he's punching it in or it like hit his dick or something like that. So you're not only confused at the fact that Lucas Pisa has scored a goal, but you're also confused as to whether or not it's a legal goal. Like chances are good it's being video reviewed and in the background. Well, even if it was him on a breakaway roofing it, they'd still review it and be like, "Do that." Actually, just yeah, happened. like what the fuck is going? on? Like you'd be confused. Yeah, so you'd that's why that's confused. the song I would I would choose. I think it's perfect. It's yeah. I'm, I'm gonna submit that to the Canucks. That's <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you should. Yeah, I well, would personally. Well, the, the, the concern would be like, oh well, they curse in it, and then my response would be like, well, do you really think Spies is gonna score a goal? Yeah, like, it's a pretty safe. Well, bet. and to be it, fair, the Sabers have "Let Me Clear My Throat" as yeah. their goal song, which is amazing. Which is the best. That's yeah, right it's now. the that best. Somebody is finally like breaking away from like shitty mid two thousands rock and roll, or basically. like Zombie Nation, or just songs yeah. that just go. Now, fellas, as I'm going through all of these theme songs that we had queued up, I'm also realizing that. We never played the clip of the week this week. Oh, we did. We kind of did, didn't it? Well, no, we had the Bautista we thing. Oh, we, we do gonna... have that other one. We've got another yes. one. So so we got, we're delaying right. the mailbag even further. This yeah. clip of the week still related to the Jays, yeah. Justin. Here we go. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what the context of this clip was. Well, I think post it was, game. Yeah, post game heading. Is this after game two? No, this, no, this, is, is, this, is, this is this is today. tonight. This, this is today. Is today. This is after Munonori Kawasaki. Okay, because I know that he was like singing and dancing and going crazy. Like on the lead in. No, yeah, this game was this was end also. of game five. Okay, and obviously you go to Kawasaki for the post game. Yeah, interview. this is post game here tonight. Munonori Kawasaki of the Blue Jays on uh, Sportsnet. I'm assuming. Yeah. <laughs> but I, we are never scared. Yeah, we are no one never scared. Okay, we still have very important game to come. Okay, we wanna stay to focus. Don't think it. Don't think it. Just swing. Just catch a throw. Just catch. Don't think everybody. Just win. Just win. And yeah. you did. No thinking. Just win. Just swing. Just catch. Just throw. Just win. I literally have no, nothing to comment on. That. That is the first clip of the week I think we've had where it totally speaks That's for just itself. like the ultimate sports interview, just yeah. distilled into this. Just the best. No thinking. Just swing. Just, just catch. Just catch. Just Absolutely do it. Absolutely beautiful. All right. Now we will get back into the mailbag now. So we do have one question. Just one. It's such a good question. And so I'm going to read it to you verbatim. If sports, this is from Yerky21. If sports teams were a literal representation of their nickname, so football playing Bears, basketball playing Rockets, hockey playing Blue Jackets, etc., who would be best on the basis of skill? And who would be best on the basis of, like, forcing their opponents into forfeiture because of death or dismemberment? <laughs> I mean, that's that question is just so... Because we it's can go loaded. the opposite direction and be who, who would be the worst well. As the well. Blue Jackets, probably, because they're it's a very a, small clothing. bug. I, I think the no, no, Brooklyn... Bug. I guess it is a bug. Yeah, the, yeah. The Brooklyn Nets would be the worst, probably. At basketball? Or just in general? At anything. Yeah, they're it's just a net. They're an inanimate object. Even if, if we're talking basketball... Their job is to get scored on, basically. Well, what about um, the Red Sox or the White Sox? Those are just yeah, socks. also inanimate objects. True. And the Jazz, well, Jazz, which Stefan you brought up before the podcast, yeah, just, is not music. even. That's yeah, that's just a concept. Yeah, that's not even officially. Me- I mean, it's just a concept we've invented to describe 
a type of music. So those are very bad. Denver Nuggets also. Because that it's not even a gold nugget necessarily. It could not, be a nugget no, of poop. It could be or a chicken McNugget. Or a potato. Yeah. You know? Could be anything. Just Justin's laughing because I said poop. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, how could you not? Right? Yeah. Poop. yeah. I like it. And thunder. Thunder is pretty bad. Lightning is one thing because lightning could actually hurt you. Thunder yeah, but thunder is just, is just a noise. noise. Yeah. So uh, only if unless, unless you're you playing scared. like cats or dogs, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. It's probably. Well, not there's a lot good. of birds that would eat all of the ones who are like named after bugs because there's like the Charlotte Hornets also in addition to the Columbus Blue Jackets. And they yep. would all get eaten by the Maryland mosquitoes. By uh, well, a lo- it's a team I invented. <laughs> I think. Well, how about the Washington Capitals? That's just a place on a map. Yeah, that's yeah. not a great team either, yeah. really. So, are we done with the worst ones? I think we can get into the best. Well, the worst ones to me. What about like the Seventy Sixers or the Forty? Yeah, I don't know that's what it's like. You're born. Well, the Forty Nine er is a gold a rush. Gold miner. Yeah, Seventy Sixer. I don't even actually. I, it's know probably what that referring is. to seventeen seventy sixers. So Civil War soldiers. So both no, no, of those. No, that's. No, that was that's or, the sorry, 1800s. revolution. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, revolutionary. Oh, aren't you War a soldiers. teacher? I don't. Not in America. <laughs> I guess that's true. Yeah, <laughs> shit about American history. It's the only thing holding me back from my future Jeopardy career. My <laughs> lack of knowledge in American history. What about a Met? What is a Met? Uh, metropolitan. Yeah. yeah. So oh, city, um, city folk. Oh, sorry, I didn't even give you my. Okay, so here are my. Here's my, my vote for the worst. Which it might not actually be the worst, but. I just think the concept would be really funny is the Buffalo Bills. Just like a bunch of dudes. A bunch like, of yeah, well, Bill. I'm Bill. Hey. Or just like, like, a, play football. like a dollar or bill. Or like a dollar bill or yeah. like a hydro bill or something like yeah. that. Not great. Uh, so I've just, I, li- I just like the idea because there's obviously been a ton of great athletes named Bill. Yeah. Um, so you could have a team of athletes Walton, all named Bill. Lambeer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's two right off the hop yeah. there. Buckner, who was actually a great player aside yeah. from the one incident. Um, yeah. So you got lots. Uh, but I just like the idea that it's all like a bunch of men in their mid fifties being like, Bill. "Hey, I'm Bill," um, and so hey, William. How confusing no, that be you too? Are not. Yeah, pardon. Bill, pass me the ball. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It'd be very confusing calling it out on the ice. Um, and then the same concept: the Minnesota Twins. Yeah. So just basically, like, hey, uh, hey, we're like the Twins. <laughs> um, we're here to we're here to play. Um, do you guys actually do you play baseball? Well, I do. I mean, you know. Um, Murray is not as good. Uh, like he's not really that into sports, but like, well, he'll try though because we're twins. Obviously, the Dolphins would be bad. Too. You've also got the teams that are just colors, so yeah. like the Cleveland Browns or the Cincinnati Ottawa Reds. Red Blacks. Yeah, the Red Blacks. Red Blacks wow. have an advantage because they're two colors. Also, yes. did Yerky say professional sports team? <laughs> There's the <laughs> CFL dig of the week. Bing, bing, bing. Uh, my there day, it is. For worse, the San Diego Chargers. I'm just picturing like an iPhone charger. <laughs> Yeah, like I think it's supposed to. I mean, their their like logo is a lightning bolt. But, but yeah, technically, I'm picturing just like a bunch of chargers lying around on the field. Yeah, that wouldn't be very good either. Yeah. So onto the best, and there were two parts to this question: who be the best on the basis of skill, and who on the basis of like scaring their opponents or killing? Okay, well, I think Justin had the base, best on basis, basis of, of skill. skill it's yeah. got to be the Oakland Athletics. <laughs> it's right in their name. It's what they do. We're yeah. athletic. You think you can step to them on the sports field? No, no, you cannot. They're athletic. I would say athletics. them are like the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, but a- athletics is like more sports based. Yeah, think, so. yeah. I was. Are there any? Because that's the thing. You guys have the list of teams up that I I haven't looked at them yet. But do we have? Is there another team that's kind of named after like a type of athlete? I don't think there is really. Not really. Not, Not that I can really. see. I mean, I was gonna say like the Giants would be pretty good on skill. But yeah, all, like, but again, that's all. Yeah. Dallas has the Mavericks, so they'd probably be pretty gutsy, I guess. I don't know. 
or just like or they'd shoot yeah <laughs> or there's yeah the tennessee titans yeah. as well but we're presuming they're greek gods yeah they're huge titans and they're, yeah, so they could be really little. good too yeah but skill is such a hard thing to quantify i mean athletics is the only thing where it's because we don't know how good they i mean zeus you know was really good at at uh you know fucking illegitimate women and uh <laughs> and striking people down with thunderbolts but you know could he throw a pass like we don't yeah, know that yeah. right in terms of uh killing their opponents i'm gonna go with the colorado avalanche because i'm just picturing like a team lined up on the field and then all of a sudden out of nowhere this avalanche just buries them alive yeah i like that one yeah. i'm gonna go with the toronto raptors led by head Ooh. coach chris pratt um uh. <laughs> <laughs> As as you do, Jurassic World is still in theaters. I know what the uh, if we're going with the CFL being a professional league. I know what the cutest team would be: the Edmonton Eskimos. What about the Rough Riders? <laughs> it's like, oh, these guys are having such a tough time. Like, <laughs> just a bunch of homeless people. <laughs> yeah, I guess yeah. so. Well, I think isn't a Rough Rider also like uh, like a cowboy? Maybe I, think, I don't know. I think is it? it is. Yeah, I think it is. Oh, okay, I don't care yeah. about Saskatchewan because they just like they ride the horses. Rough the Jets or could be pretty good too. Yeah, the Jets would be good, presuming they've They're got like bombs. Bombing, yeah. Yeah. Or the Blue Bombers. Oh, that's good yeah. too. Yeah. But then there's all these teams where we start to like get cosmic. Yeah. Like the Orlando <laughs> Magic or like the LA Galaxy. Yeah, exactly. I don't think you're beating the Galaxy. Yeah. Well, yeah, like, I mean, it's tough. full of empty space also. But it's full of like asteroids. There's also and stars the New England and... Revolution, which would be a really, uh, if we're going to MLS. It's like a concept, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it's a concept, but it would also be like really messy. Like every game is just like they're trying to well, overthrow you. What about the you. Minnesota Wild? Yeah, I know. Well, what does that even mean? I don't know. That's the stupidest thing. Neil deGrasse Tyson is, is stepping in to be like, uh, the LA Galaxy would beat the Orlando Magic because the Galaxy is full of magic. That's. That's a pretty good uh, impression, I guess. I mean, that's he what always, people are. He that's always steps are. in to yeah. just suck the fun out of everything also. Yeah, oh, that was a really good impression. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I can't add to that. <laughs> All that's right. wonderful. Yeah, that, what, was, uh, that was a great on, question. I haven't seen, let me see the list now because I feel like there's got to be something I missed here. That would be like a bad. Ad- okay, yeah. So Bruins would be would be hurricanes. Good. That's a bear, oh, hurricanes right? would be tough as well. That's a tough go. Uh, Penguins yeah. might be the worst, actually. What's a Diamondback? Is that a gorilla? It's, a, it's like a snake. It's oh, like a okay. rattlesnake. Silverback. Yeah, that's the gorilla what I'm in question. Of. Yeah. Do you have the others? Or is this ho- just hockey? That's just hockey. I got football as Ooh, well. Ooh, Padres would be dope too. A bunch of baseball playing priests. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea of that. I mean, even if you beat them, they'd make you feel guilty after. <laughs> And if you're a team of little boys, you're in huge trouble. Forgive me, Father, for <laughs> I have They're playing wins. Justin, though, too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Okay. And then Justin again, didn't even respond there's also that. those other religious concepts that would be tough, like the angels and the saints. Yeah. Like, how how you, can yeah. you find it in your heart to beat such a team? Yeah. You know what Just I mean? Just by not believing, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, like all the fish are really easy. The Just brewers, they're just going to be drunk. Yeah, the brewers are wasted. Yeah. Um, the Brewers are most of the teams I played in beer league. Um, <laughs> just, just wasted. The Heat could be good. They could just burn you to death. Well, or you just or the be, Suns, too, or you right? just be uncomfortable. Yeah, because like that. the Flames yeah. would burn you to death. That's the Heat, the just, Heat might just be like, oh, it's to Heat hot. just means like, yeah, exactly. Like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have worn a sweater. <laughs> um, ooh, Trailblazers is nice because they could blaze a trail through your their opposition phoenix suns that's hard to really i mean how do you even play then yeah it'd be so bright and rockets is not great either they just fire rockets at you the whole time 
All right. There's a lot of really tough teams. That was a great here. question. Yeah. Awesome question. And that was our mailbag. Yeah, that was it for That's the mailbag. Just one question. And when you send in the theme song, you get to ask the only question. Oh, That's yeah. That. That's we got thing. We yeah. got to get into this. Speaking of theme songs, we got to get into the pool party. We do indeed. Frightening every time. <laughs> oh, and what a week it is for the pool party. Stefan, we'll start with how you did in Luongo's fantasy football pool. And oh. that'll be probably brief because I the lost. real meat of wow, this segment. So- oh, and you lost Jamal Charles, too. I did. You? Yeah, oh, so you're done. done. You're I'm finished because you already had a losing record even with him. Yeah, no, did I'm you get Charkandrick West off of waivers, though? No, I've got Nile Davis, but it seems uh, like... I think West is going to get yeah. more carries. But Davis might get the goal line work. Yeah. So we'll see. I'm fucked. I'm yeah. You're done, I'm done with that. That's what, that's what fantasy football is always like for me though. It's like, Oh yeah. Super excited. And then like three weeks in, it's like, well, I'm not winning. Fantasy is yeah. Football's really tough. Cause it really is so much about injuries. Like if you, if your top player gets injured, you have almost no chance of winning. Unless you're participating in the Lucas Pisa reverse Memorial draft, which went down this past Sunday. Wee! And what a draft it was. You'll never see another hockey pool in your life that sees Lucas Pisa picked first overall. Yeah, great job by whoever did that. And David Schlemko going in slot number two right yeah. after him. Well, here's my favorite part of it is, well, there's a few things, but uh, if you go to like the waiver wire, like who's left over on the waiver yeah, wire. Yeah, it's amazing when like I was Vetchkin, looking at Crosby, Sagan. Um, it's just, it's unbelievable. My favorite part was we had one uh, team manager who was unable to partake in the draft, so he had to auto-draft his team, and uh, it was the sickest collection of hockey talent you've ever seen (laughs) on one team, and also the worst for this pool, and immediately after the draft was over, the owner in question offered Crosby, Kessel, or no, Crosby, Carey Price, and Steven Stamkos for Lucas Spiza. No, that was, was a different. That's that, that, that was that's uh, a Phil. different. That was Phil. Chris is in first, and I don't think he's uh, dropping out of oh, first sorry. anytime soon because Eric Carlson just had four assists tonight, Ooh. which is about the worst thing that could happen. And so. he has made some moves to pick up some bad players. I don't know if those moves have been reflected on his lineup I don't just they yet. Have. And the points that he has accrued in these first few days of the Spiza pool will probably haunt him for the entire season. But here's, here's the best part of this pool is when a player like Adam Cracknell <laughs> scores the game-winning goal in a hockey game and it, it like fucks you over. It's like hey, the funniest listeners at concept. home, I'll give you a guess as to who in the pool has Adam Cracknell on their team. I'll give you three guesses. The first two don't count. <laughs> It's me. It's Justin. <laughs> Did you guess me? Yeah. We didn't really give him time to guess. Well, that's but, true. I'm yeah. I'm assuming that they probably were, had already had yeah, one in yeah, mind. Yeah. yeah. Well, huh, yeah. And and it's funny also because you look at the standings in the pool right now, and it's the two guys who auto drafted our first and second, and then third, fourth, and fifth are the three of us <laughs> because we went all in on the Canucks fourth line being god off, and they've been red hot. And in the early stages yeah. of this season, Adam Cracknell, Brandon Prest, and Derek Dorsett cannot stop picking up. John points. picked Ryan Miller, who got a shutout. Yesterday. Yeah, thank. Thankfully, but I benched him benched for the it. shutout, but he did get a win against Anaheim, and I promptly dropped him because he's playing way too well. And the joke about um, Cracknell right now is like, the joke headline is like, release the Cracknell. Yeah. And honestly, that's what I might have to do. You might have to release the Cracknell. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's going too well. Sorry, Adam. It's just not working out. Well, I know. And Ma- I, I drafted Matt Bartkowski thinking he would be just as bad in Vancouver as he was in Boston. And so far, two points. And he's re- my team is called Do the Bartkowski. And uh, he's really... He's really going to make me have to reconsider my team name and it's, direction. It's difficult, though, because like in a, in a real pool, you often become over-invested in the early results of that guys put up like the points that they put up in the first like two weeks of the season. Guys get just nabbed off of roster, off of uh, waivers, or thrown on waivers yeah. for underperforming. With Cracknell, it's the exact opposite. And it's like, <laughs> do I just accept that this is like not going to be the norm and ride it out, or do I just have to let him so I had to do with Ryan Miller. I was like, I, I was like, the this. Canucks are gonna be bad this year. You just have to wait. But I just, I couldn't. It was, it was too tempting. I, I uh, to get rid of him. But I know exactly what you're saying. It's, uh, yeah, it's hard because some guys that scored eight points last year scored five of them in one week. And yeah, Cracknell. <laughs> you're like, oh my god. Cracknell's projection, according to Yahoo, coming into the season was for zero points, <laughs> zero goals, and zero assists. And he has two so and far. Two goals. One of them he's was definitely the game surpassed winner. his expectations. Yeah, he's just killing me right now. He's, he's the most productive player who was drafted on purpose in this piece of pool. But it's so moment. much fun doing a draft like that and just having to completely like reverse how you do a draft oh yeah i was talking to mike fail about it i did a guest spot on his podcast last night uh cat and mike's super awesome hockey podcast or something like that and uh (laughs) it was fun you can find it on his uh soundcloud and it was a good time uh and he was talking about how his coworkers were like watching him do the draft as it was going down on sunday (laughs) and he had the eighth pick i believe and took tanner glass eighth (laughs) overall and everyone's just like what the hell are you doing man it's like no 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 this is how this pool works this is on purpose well i just liked i was really trying to be like the fantasy bro in every league but like the opposite so like oh man you drafted so and so like oh he's gonna have a great year what the fuck are you doing (laughs) god everyone knows he's gonna be way better this year he's he's gotten third line minutes man huge mistake you know like uh, the classic guys will be like well no you know you got to get this guy he's on the first line now so yeah it was it was it was fun to be able to reverse that and be like oh man that guy and He's tra- going to be way too good. And trade negotiations now because player values are inverted also, right? Yeah. yeah I, I had Stamkos proposed for Brandon Prust, and I mean, that's ridiculous. <laughs> I'm not doing that. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's absolutely... <laughs> it's just such a fun way to do a hockey pool. And it's... It's like getting offered Brandon Prust for Steven exactly. Stamkos. Exactly. <laughs> it's yeah. literally the exact inverse. <laughs> Oh, all right. Well, that'll do it for Stefan's pool party for this week. It probably won't be as in-depth in terms of pool discussions going forward. No, no. We'll just be but making fun of how draft, bad we're all doing. The draft just happened, yeah. and it was so hilarious that I felt like... And I'm sure we'll talk about any funny, like any game-winning goals or shutouts or that yeah. sort of thing, yeah. which is just yeah. like... And especially if Spiza scores a goal, and then we'll play the song. Absolutely. Yeah. Can't wait. Absolutely. Yeah. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> All right, we will go from the pool party into everyone's favorite segment because it means we're on the home stretch. It's one good thing, things that we actually like in the world at large. The cherry on top of our Cynical Sunday. Gentlemen, what do you like this week? Uh, Well, I can go first. Yeah, Uh, please. Fargo Season 2 just started up. Oh, man. Uh, And it's, it's wonderful. And if you haven't seen Fargo Season 1, you should. It's, it's just like a kind of a mini-series. It's based on the movie. Um, it's Fargo? Th- yeah. Yeah, the movie Fargo. It's okay. not based on just, just like The Lion King. Yeah, I think it's like 10 episodes. Uh, so. <laughs> oh, why did I say it? Uh, 
But this season you've got uh, Kirsten Dunst, Jesse Plemons, Ted Danson, Patrick Wilson, Kieran Culkin. Uh, Did they do the thing like True Detective, where they completely flip like yeah? So this one, brand this is kind of like a prequel almost. It's like set in like '79, I think. Okay. Um, and it's not. I don't think it's actually set in Fargo. Yeah. Anyway, but it's it's the same sort of area, like that Midwest area, and it's got um, from the first season uh, Molly, who's the main character. It's got her father. Uh, is, is the main character. And they made song. like allusions during the first season to the, to the case in Sioux Falls, yeah. which is the basis of this second yeah. season. And if you haven't seen the first season, it's so fucking good. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Oh, uh, Brad Garrett is in the second season oh, too. Dope. As, as like this mob guy. Billy Bob nice. Thornton is like the lead villain of season one. Yeah, and he's Colin Hanks is uh, one of the Martin lead Freeman. characters. Martin Freeman. Allison Tolman. So Martin Freeman are in this new season. No, Martin yeah, Freeman right. playing completely against type yeah. as like a sniveling fucking just rat basically oh, so the hobo yeah i was gonna say <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly in time but yeah uh, that's my my one good thing fargo inside. season two, fargo season two or, season one, or season one or season one watch season one because i'm catching up show. on it now it's so, great yeah all right i'll i'll a shout out because stefan's got the glass today i've never done a curling related plug on the show before so i'm going to shout out my uh curling equipment sponsor hardline curling there's a uh <laughs> There's a lot of uh, talk about brooms going on right now. There's actually a lot of arguments that uh, broom technology is advancing past the point where curlers want it to advance to. Uh, kind of like this, similar to what golf went through about a decade ago when uh, companies were just making spongier and spongier and springier and springier drivers. And finally, the players themselves stepped in and were like, this is, we can't have this. Um, and it's the same thing with uh, curling. That's kind of what's taking place right now. And uh, my my company is awesome. I've been using them for three years. They're amazing brooms, especially if you're a club curler. I think they're the best on the market. Uh, so check them out, hardlinecurling.com. Because I know we have a huge curling following that listens to this podcast. So <laughs> and that's my one good thing, hardline curling. And if you watch Dragon's Den, if you're a fan of Dragon's Den, they cut a deal with Dragon's Den last year uh, with David Chilton. And uh, they just did an update on them uh last week the season premiere of dragon's den they were on it and the company's doing very well so big ups to archie and stan at hardline curling uh check them out tell them john cullen sent you it's not worth anything but you should just tell them and hopefully they'll hear this and send you some free brooms they i already get free brooms (laughs) (laughs) they're our sponsor (laughs) all right well my one good thing this week is that i still have a job because There was, a, I tell you, a good 20-minute stretch like two hours ago where it did not seem like that was still the case. So, it was pretty fun. Uh, sorry if we've been a little bit frazzled this episode, but what oh, an man. emotional we, roller we coaster it. It is. a solid episode. Yeah. 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 All right. Absolutely. Well, I think it was. We talked about the whole baby thing. And yeah. Uh, That's really, like, once you get past that, it's yeah. like all gravy. <laughs> Well, if we keep bringing that up (laughs) week after week, that could be an even bigger threat to my continued employment. That's true, actually. You better pray that they don't hear (laughs) it. I do just want to mention one quick thing, because this just popped up in my news feed. Eugenie Bouchard is suing the U.S. Open in connection with her fall at the tournament. Oh, baby. Oh, my The official tennis player of Real Good Show gets even more asshole That's a great little bookend for episode. entering the official lawsuit of Real Good Show. (laughs) (laughs) And we will follow that more in the week to come so you better come on back but in the meantime that will do it for this week's episode our roommate is chris adam our intern is still a toilet i'm justin morissette stefan john cullen be real be good be real good
lawsuit. Justin wants to have sex with a baby. Job. <laughs> oh, damn. I thought this might be the week we match words. Oh, because we were talking we about the lawsuit. I had to bring it back. I'm that sorry, wasn't Justin. one word, by damn. the way. That I said it really fast word. and it sounded well, like whatever. <laughs> Maybe some people call us like real good show that I love to listen to every yeah, week. And I love that's all a lot. three that's men more on that than podcast one word. equally. And I would be totally fine making out if, with any of if them. If anything, I did less words than that. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. People probably call the show that, so... Good night.